Welcome to the Wilton Report, your local real estate market update with Josh Wilton, respected real estate agent, broker, consultant, and co-owner of Queenston Realty in Princeton, New Jersey. Each week on the Wilton Report, Josh Wilton takes a deep dive into the research and analysis to provide you with the insider real estate information you need to buy and sell faster and smarter. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to the Wilton Report. This is Josh Wilton, and I'm a broker owner uh, here at Queenston Realty in Princeton. And thank you for tuning in. Whether you're listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube, uh, this little show is where we talk everything real estate, New Jersey real estate, but obviously, especially Princeton real estate. And today's episode is not that complicated. What's going on with the rental market? We're getting a lot of questions. Um, I would say there's a fair amount of concern amongst the tenants uh, that are trying to rent in today's uh, market. And um, I wanted to just do a little bit of a deeper dive into what's going on in the rental market. At a national level, we'll talk some national data. um, And then obviously, we're going to do a deep dive into the local Princeton market. So that being said, I went on Google. Uh, It's a new website. just came out. And I put in the what's going on in the rental market. And I clicked on the news function. And this is what came up. So this is Salem, Massachusetts, right? High housing costs, low rental inventory, making Salem, Massachusetts unaffordable. Spike in housing prices put the squeeze on Utah renters. Utah. Who knew there was that many people in Utah that wanted to rent homes? Myrtle Beach leaseholders are struggling with apartment. Home prices, home rental prices surging. So you have three really disparate markets. You have Northeast, the West, Southeast. Portland's tight housing market nightmare is tight housing market is a nightmare. Uh, so in Helsinki, by the way, Helsinki is in Europe, and you have housing issues there. It seems to be a universal problem. Texas rent prices soar, putting tenants in tough financial times. Idaho passes bills banning cities. So this is a national uh, problem. Um, the rental market, and we're going to talk about why it's uh, happening, and then we're going to talk about um, what's happening locally in Princeton. But this is from the National Association of Realtors. I'm just going to read it for those of you listening on the podcast. Apartment demand continues to heat up with rent growth to remain elevated in the next 12 months. And this was September of 2021. So net occupancy gain of 666,000 units, which means 666,000 units were taken off the market by tenants, more so than uh, 2020. And you saw a 10.6% increase nationally in rental prices. 10%, 5% massive growth, 10%. So why is this happening? And it's, it's not New Jersey. Uh, it's not New York, though it is. I mean, it's happening here. It's in every state in the union, and it's international as well. So, um, four four things which I gleaned uh, off of different articles, and I, I don't disagree with all of it. I think there's a, a more latent issue that people want to ignore. But the first thing is just demand. Um, COVID changed everything, pretty much for everyone. Uh, work, you work from home, um, and you know if you have households with more people in the house than there is space to work. Somebody's moving out to get their own space. And household formations across the United States were up 1.48 million last year. So think about that. 
1.5 million households were formed, new household formations, which means somebody moved out, got a new home. That's a massive, massive jump. And COVID created demand for space. Um, you know, people want to work at home, but if they're working at home and they're not married with kids, they're not tied into that place, they're going to want to get their own place. They're going to want space. And you saw that as people literally moved out of multi-apartment um, uh, dwellings and they're getting their own space. And the other thing, too, is the pandemic wanes. And I say that, you know, not to invite argument, but as the pandemic does inevitably wind down, people are moving out of their basements. They're moving out of their parents' houses. They will be going on their own. So you have this incredible demand in the market. You have this demand almost fabricated by COVID. And then the last one, you have pent-up demand. People have just been putting off making decisions on housing because they couldn't go anywhere because of COVID. So the second thing is the resale market. So if you've tried to buy a house in the last year, you know what the phrase bidding war means. It just simply means there's one more buyer uh, than you trying to buy that same house. So median housing prices in the United States were up 17% in 2021. And a million buyers, a million would-be buyers, have been forced to stay as tenants, as renters. They simply couldn't afford, right, the 17% swing in prices. So they're on the sidelines. They're not going to buy or they can't buy. They've been priced out of the market that they're in, which keeps them in the rental longer. So rather than having this natural turnover in the rental market, you have tenants that are now, I would say, bogged down because they're going to stay tenants longer because they can't buy a house. They simply just can't find a house to buy, which creates a backlog in people leaving their current uh, rental situation. So the other thing, the end of the pandemic rental freezes. So as the pandemic started, uh, state governments, there was moratoriums on evictions. There was moratoriums on rental price increases. So landlords were forced in a situation where tenants didn't have to pay their rent and they couldn't be evicted. And despite the swing in the market, right, tenants were not able, uh, landlords not able to raise their rent in a lot of municipalities. That's ending or has ended, I think, for the most part. Uh, nationally. So as that happens, landlords are looking back over the last three years and saying, you know, we took a bath and the market's up, prices are up, and it's time to adjust our pricing. So you're going to see this um, inexorable increase in, in rent across the United States, uh, Princeton, New Jersey, because for a few years, landlords were not allowed to evict anybody. They were not allowed to raise their rent. So you're going to see that uh, across the spectrum of housing uh, in New Jersey and Princeton. And the fourth one is what I'll call the Zoom effect. People can work anywhere. I mean, call it what it is. Um, corporate campuses are shifting. Corporations are saying work from home. It's fine. Three days a week, five days a week. So people can and are choosing to work from anywhere. So one of the fastest appreciating markets in the country is Texas, because two years ago, housing was comparatively affordable. If you're moving from Northern California today, Texas is still affordable. So you can get a house in Texas for the same rental price you were getting a studio in Northern California, and you simply zoom in and you're at work. So I, I call that the zoom effect. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons. These are basic reasons as to why it's happening. So, you know, this particular graphic, and unfortunately it's cut off, but I'll talk about it as well. During the recession, the Great Recession in 2008, 
2009, 2010, home construction stopped. It stopped. Builders didn't have any money. They were going bankrupt. Mortgage companies were going bankrupt. So there was no money coming into the housing market and builders stopped creating supply. And once you stop creating supply, low supply, right? High demand equals high prices. So there's more housing starts nationally coming online, according to John Burns. And if you don't follow John Burns on LinkedIn, you should. So at any, there's more housing coming online nationally than any point in the last 45 years. The issue is, where does that go nationally and where does it go locally? So talking about Mercer County, New Jersey, in December of 2021, right, there was 609 privately owned residential housing units authorized to be built. 313 single-family homes, two two-family homes, and then 294 five or more family units. That's about the fifth lowest in the state. Monmouth County, 1,015 five or more family units. Um, Camden County, 652 five or more family units. And you really need multifamily housing solutions to address a crisis, the crisis that we are in. And Mercer County simply doesn't have the space. So when you look, you know, across the state of New Jersey, Bergen County, the Gold Coast, Hudson, you know, that area, 1,952 um, five or more family units, uh, 1,667 single family homes. Mercer County, 313 single family homes were authorized in 2021. And that's across the entire county. So when you look at it, right, it doesn't, it's not going to do a lot to alleviate um the current crisis that we're in. Zooming in on Princeton, um, it's not a lot. Not a lot going on in terms of what's coming online on a private basis. So 15 single family homes uh, are coming online. There are there are units uh, coming online in Princeton. There's a, an apartment building going to be built on North Tulane. Avalon's going to be building at the shopping center. And if you're listening to this and you're getting a negative reaction to people building in your town, we're going to talk about the implications if they don't build in your town. So there is not a lot of housing coming online in Mercer County, let alone Princeton. Princeton is amongst the lowest in the county, despite the amount of money coming in. So now, you know, I wanted to kind of take you on a little bit of a history lesson. So if you were 2010, we're going to take a time capsule backwards, and you wanted to rent a house or a, a property in Princeton, any property, This, this, these, the, these numbers that I'm going to talk about that I'm showing you are any property in Princeton, four bedrooms, two bedrooms. This is just the average. So in 2010, the average rental in Princeton cost the average consumer 2,800 bucks. Fast forward six years in 2016, that same house, that same unit cost those same people $3,486. Fast forward to 2021, it's now 4,299. An incredible jump. And that's a monthly payment. So when you amortize that over 12 months or over two years, you can see that the rental prices in Princeton have gone up exponentially. Have taxes gone up? Yes. Have land source expenses gone up? Yes. And in proportion, so have rental prices. So this is not to gang up on the landlords. This is a function of the overall economy. And I focused in on the two bedrooms next. So in 2010, I came into Princeton. I wanted a two bedroom. 2,046 bucks a month is what it would cost me. And in 2010, landlords got 95.3% 
of their asking price. So tenants had a little bit of maybe room to negotiate, get a few hundred bucks off, right, in 2010. In 2016, that same unit now cost me $2,547. Landlords are now getting 98.6% of their asking price. Fast forward to 2021, that same unit now cost me $3,251, and tenants on average paid 100.3% of the landlord's asking price. So what does that mean? It means there's bidding wars in the rental market. It means for a house that comes on in the rental market, you're getting two, three, four, five bids, and the tenant is offering to pay more than the landlord is asking. That's simply what that means. So you know the rental prices in Princeton have gone up exponentially, absolutely exponentially. So looking this morning about what's for rent in Princeton, there's six houses for rent in the entire municipality of Princeton. That is not a lot. And two of them, 47 Spring Street number two and 47 Spring Street number one, are to be built, meaning you can't live in them. They're being built as we speak. There's guys down on Spring Street by Chuck's. You can go look at it and get some wings building these units. So it's not like you can go there. So in effect, as of this morning in Princeton, there's four homes to choose from if you want to try to rent in Princeton, four. So I can tell you with the lack of supply, incredibly high demand, you're going to see rental prices appreciate again in Princeton, probably to the tune of 10% or more in 2022. So, you know, couple couple quick things, and I don't want to open a political debate. So, you know, what's a solution to the rental crisis? And it legitimately is a crisis. Um, do you build more housing? And that invites debate. So I remember I was selling real estate. We were practicing here in Princeton when the hospital moved and Avalon bought the hospital track and built apartments. Every landlord in Princeton freaked out. They said, oh my gosh, Avalon's opening, rental prices are going to plummet because supply is going to increase. Well, rental prices increased. Avalon is at 100% occupancy. You pretty much can't rent in there. And the interesting thing is we're working with a fair number of clients who live in Avalon. They moved to Princeton, fell in love with the community, and guess what they want to do? They want to buy a house. So, you know, you have this issue where you have a lot of people that say, don't build more housing. We're built out. And then you have people that say, well, if you don't build more housing, right, the pricing exacerbation is only going to get worse. The other thing, too, I, you know, I invite people to get involved with housing policy at the local government level. So, you know, you can be on the planning board, SPRAB, uh, you can go to meetings, you can listen, you can have your voice heard for or against development. It doesn't matter, but be involved. Don't be reactionary, be educated. And third, support Princeton Community Housing. So what is Princeton Community Housing? It runs the affordable housing program in Princeton. And there's only 466 units in Princeton community housing. It is a minuscule amount of housing that basically guarantees housing to people who otherwise could not afford to live in Princeton. And it keeps the diversity of the community as a whole. So this, the intent of this is not to invite a, um, a uh, political debate, but you, know, you have to think about what's happening. And I'm just going to go back to that slide. 2800 bucks to 4200 bucks. Now, that's not all profit. The landlord's taxes have gone up. Energy has gone up. Home repairs have gone up. 
everything's gone up and it's going to continue to go up as inflation, um, you know, moves across the spectrum of the market. But the out-of-pocket expense for the average Princeton tenant is extraordinarily high. So I'd love to know what you think. Uh, check in with me on Instagram at joshwilton 71 Follow the YouTube channel. Just hit the subscribe. And uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast, The Wilton Report. So that's it for today. I just wanted to do a little bit of a deep dive and talk to people about what's happening in the rental market, why it's happening, and where it's going to go. Where it's going to go in 22? Up. Prices are going up. Rental prices are going up. So if you're thinking about renting, my advice to you would be to lock in your payment as quickly as possible. If you're a landlord and you want, if you're not sure you're getting the most for your rental, obviously reach out to us. We'll give you a hand uh, in terms of setting the right price. So that's it. That's this edition of the Wilton Report. Thank you for checking in. And I look forward to seeing you guys all at the next episode. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for joining us for the Wilton Report. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please share it with your friends. And be sure to subscribe to the Wilton Report on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts.